Welcome. I'm Lauren McMeekin, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, associate marriage and family therapist. And together we are purely OCD. We sure are. And each week we're getting together to talk about all things OCD, one subtype at a time. We try to bring a little humor to our discussion because let's be honest, laughter can help us all through a lot of tough moments. That's true. This week we'll be talking about sexual orientation, OCD. We'll cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you'd like to join us in the future, we would love to have you. We meet every Monday at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram Live. Oh, and important note, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. Yes, copy that. Educational only. And uh, so without further ado, we bring to you Sexual Orientation OCD. Are we live? Is it happening? I think we're live. We're, we're doing it live? Can yeah. you hear me? Is this better? It is. Fabulous. That's such fantastic news. Hi, everybody. Um, happy Monday. Yeah, that's the day. It's a Monday. And mm-hmm. we're going to be talking sexual orientation OCD today. Do we want to do a, an initial disclaimer? I did it. You already did it. Of course you did, because you're awesome. Well, I was waiting. I was in yes. purgatory with you. So apologies for the purgatory. No, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so common obsessions. You wanna you wanna take the lead on this? hmm Sure. So sexual orientation, formerly known as HOCD or homosexual OCD. Um is an obsession of whether or not you're the way you identify with your general gender orientation is sexual orientation sorry sexual orientation um if it's in line with self yes if it's egocentric which many of you have probably come across that word in posts and the like in different OCD pages, it just means that it's in keeping with, with what you genuinely want or like. Um, and so, yes, sexual orientation OCD. And we were just talking about how important it is to acknowledge that for a long time it was called HOCD, but this really is a misnomer because, oh, hello. Uh, it, it really is a misnomer because of the fact that it doesn't just hit people who identify as straight and who have concerns that they might secretly be gay and be lying to themselves and maybe live a lie. Right. Because, you know, we certainly have had clients who identify as bisexual, but they're worried. Am I really bisexual? Exactly. So it can go in any direction here. It can. And it you could be, you could identify as gay and, and simultaneously have fears that you're secretly straight or bi and so on and so forth. So, and in terms of obsessions, the, the concern is generally pretty straightforward. What if I'm secretly X? And I think actually Kelly and I were just talking about this and Kelly so astutely pointed out the overlap with existential concerns and and this particular subtype and this concern of of I'm gonna live a lie basically I'm going because 
generally, and it's not across the board, but people who have this form of OCD are, are typically very open to different uh, sexual orientations. They're not uh, necessarily closed-minded or, or bigoted about, about any sort of, of sexual orientation. And so it's more about this concern that I'm not, I'm not being my best self, right? Right. Not being my best self. And I think that goes in line with a lot of OCD content is um, the existential piece is like, who am I, right? We don't know who we are. And OCD wants to question all of that, right? Like if it's harm, it's like, am I really a sociopath? Um, Or am I just me? Is this really OCD or is it not? Totally. It's that, that word authentic, I think comes up a lot with different subtypes and it, yes, authentic. It, great. Hate that word. I, know. I mean, I'm sure it's great for some people, but within the realm of OCD, man, <laughs> I think my authentic self is just, it's, mm. don't, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm right. living a lie. Good. Excellent. You don't know. Very excited. You don't know. Lie. Can you, you think of any other, I feel it. The I live a lie every day. Um, <laughs> kicking the can down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any other obsessions that you think are kind of related to sexual orientation? I was wondering if maybe we touch on relationship OCD and that. Yeah, no, take it. You go, girl. I don't know how well I'm going to take it, but I'm going to try. You're going to nail it. You're going (laughs) to at the end of it because you're so good. Um, Can you see the comments or no? I can this time, which is fantastic because I couldn't last time. Okay. So with relationship OCD, we talked about last week and the week before because our internet went down. Um, and this is the last time we're going to talk about relationship OCD for a while. <laughs> we're really burned out on it. We did um, it at IOCDF. We've done right. these lives about it. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really a bummer now. Yeah. Okay. But there's this doubt of if you love your partner or not, or if they're the right partner. And obviously, that would make perfect sense that sexual yeah. orientation would come into play here. Cause let's say in terms, well, in lots of different ways, but let's think in terms of arousal alone. So with arousal, it's, you know, am I, I'm not getting turned on by this, my partner anymore. Does that mean that I'm really I'm just in- not into this, this yeah. like to dudes, maybe I like women. Right. It, yeah. The idea that maybe, it, maybe you're in the wrong relationship or maybe you're just barking up the wrong tree entirely right right so you're in the wrong relationship because you're with the wrong gender yeah so you imagine OCD has a really a wild time with that mm-hmm. um and just like it it looks like we have a lot of viewers just to remind everybody we are therapists but we also suffer with OCD and live yes. it every day so whenever day. we use we use humor it's because we've been there and done that and, humor and, and, a lot, and do and continue and it just pops off whenever it wants like yeah probably I mean, a half hour ago actually definitely like earlier today I, I definitely had a, an obsessive thought uh, multiple obsessive thoughts and it, you know right yeah good times, Fun times. so just to yeah. remind you all what were yeah. we talking about we were talking about the overlap between HOCD and ROCD thank you 
they're in the perfect relationship, our OCD and the SCD. <laughs> yeah, they, they are in the perfect relationship. And it's S-O-O-C-D. I, I really, it's bothering me. I, I can't, I'm so in the habit of calling it HOCD, but that's just it's incorrect. I know. So forgive us. We're trying to make the switch because it's kind of been ingrained in us for like close to a decade, but that's, yeah. bear with us here. Yeah. Um, and be free to correct us if we're not catching it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just shoot, shoot us a message and we'll, we'll. Yeah. Um, or just like punch us in the face. Right. Right. Virtually. Yeah. yeah. Virtual punch. Right in the kisser. Right. In the to kisser. the moon, Alice. <laughs> to the moon. What, what show oh, was like that? The Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Yeah. I used to watch that when I was a little girl. That's so cute. And violent at the same time. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's not really Let's funny. go. <laughs> It's not funny. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so, before we go into compulsions, do you want to talk about the spectrum of sexuality? Yes. I think it's okay. really important from to recognize that, that we look at sexuality as fitting into these neat little boxes. But the reality is that, and I think my ignorance might be showing here, but pansexualism is about being attracted to all genders, right? That there's, mm -hmm. there's not a limit to, I'm attracted to women, I'm attracted to men, I'm attracted to both women and men. And we have to also take into account that within the realms of women and men, there's also cisgender versus, versus transgender. And so I, I think that we have to acknowledge that as human beings, we have a broad array of sexual interests that we're likely to have sexual feelings toward you know, a, a broad array of individuals. And that, and I'm, I imagine this could be triggering to some, but also hopefully helps to acknowledge that we don't need to be trying to put ourselves quite like into these boxes because the boxes don't exist. Right. Yeah. They're, right. They're just a really nice illusion of because when right. somebody says, like, I say that I am I am a heterosexual or straight. Right. But that all that means is that I'm You're on this most part. Exactly. Like I'm on this part of the spectrum. But that doesn't mean that I've never found a woman attractive. That's of right. course I can acknowledge that Kelly Frankie is an attractive woman. And I can acknowledge that is attractive. Thank you. And I, I'm sure that triggers people and that's good. Let's, let's practice welcoming in the trigger yeah. and not making judgment of it. And just yeah. simply knowing that we're not OCD wants certainty. It wants to yeah. put you, put a box around you. Like it wants to say, this is the heterosexual box. Oh, look at that the box heterosexual box. I doesn't have a box. exist. That's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Box. <laughs> there you go. Oh, is that AirPods? That's AirPods, but it's AirPod box. Um, yeah, queer is quite a good label because it is fluid. It's all fluid, yep. and and no matter how much OCD really wants things to be not fluid, it ain't gonna happen. Sorry, OCD. Right. Yeah, right. We don't want a box. Yeah. So you know, you're somewhere on the spectrum, and I think that that's where intrusive thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I was attracted to that woman, what does it mean that I was attracted to that woman come in and you want to figure it out, but why do we need to figure it out? Right. And also, can we just acknowledge that beauty is beauty instead of everyone going like, oh my gosh, 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you can acknowledge that people are beautiful. You can acknowledge, and I'm going to throw it out there too, uh, that in the realm of this sort of thought in terms of how the thoughts come up in different subtypes, like people with POCD often think, well, I could acknowledge that that child was cute. Does that mean that I'm attracted to the child? And the in at the risk of being reassuring and if you're watching this don't rewatch it but the answer is no mm-hmm. right <laughs> the answer is you can like you can see yep. that something is attractive and also not be attracted to it yeah the end yeah the end um so i know you guys are asking questions and we actually um would love to answer them as we go however we've asked that people formally submit them ahead of time um, so it just helps with playing back for other people go more smoothly and they keep us on track. If we have time, al- yeah, go You ahead. can also submit to the question mark box that's to the right of the comment box on Instagram while we're going, and that will add to the question that, that Kelly has had. Yes. Questions, whatever, Question. words. Yeah, words. English. <laughs> so compulsions. So- so compulsions would be um, checking groinal arousal. I was just thinking about the good old groinal check. Good old groins. <laughs> well, because you're trying to figure relationship. out. Right. Yeah. Just trying to figure out like, oh, it twitched. It moved. It. There's blood flow. What does that mean? Well, who knows? Right. We don't mm-hmm. need to figure that out, OCD. But thanks for offering. That would be my response if, if OCD asked me that question. And I think a lot of them too is um, with, in particular, I think this obsession, sexual orientation stuff is first couple sessions, client in my experience is very focused on gaining certainty of helping them. It's the reassurance. Well, am I this? Am I X? Like, and we go... I know you really want to have that box and we're not here to try to figure that out. And there might be a lot of reassurance, sideways reassurance that goes on or very covert versions of that as well. Totally. It's, it's tough because people do want to know, and it's perfectly understandable that you'd like to have a general sense of your sexual, sexual orientation, but OCD says there's no room for doubt. And so when you get caught in trying to eradicate that doubt, we got to pull you out and say, you know what, we're going to make our best guess. And then we're going to let caution go to the wind and just let, let it gamble happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Louis CK actually has a great bit on this. Does he? Yeah. He talks about like how he found out um, one of his, uh, old friends turns out that they were, they identified as gay, but like stole his, I'm trying to remember, his prom date in high school. <laughs> and like, as you can imagine, this went really funny. But then yeah. he goes, yeah. And then he's like, he's reading his whole coming out story. And he's like, he said, I have tears reading that. Like, it's so beautiful. He's like, I wonder like how wonderful it must be to just wake up and be like, I'm gay. Like, oh, all of a sudden I know what I am. He's like, that's fantastic. I would love that. To just wake up and have certainty that, like, now I'm an owl. He says something like that. Yeah. Like, now I have certainty of who I am. Like, it doesn't doesn't exist. Even for the person reading the coming out story. Totally. And I I think 
this is a little bit of a digression, but I was actually mm-hmm. um, working on some some Instagram posts this weekend, and I was uh, sort of reflecting on this urge or desire to get resolution being at the core of OCD. That you're just yearning after everything being nicely and neatly put into a box and tied up with a pretty bow and like, oh, I know, oh, I'm okay, right? And and that that feeling of resolution feels so good for everybody. It's also not the natural order of things. Like very few moments in life are intended to be those moments of resolution because most Mm -hmm. of the time, everything is a goddamn mess. It is. Yeah. So compulsions, compulsions, checking groins, also checking feelings, right? Yeah. Like like just the emotional experience of, yeah, like I, yeah, I really enjoy hanging out with Lauren. Does that mean that maybe I'm I'm into having sex with women? Yep. Yeah. Oh, and to that end, I want to acknowledge that there is one of the triggers is just the the intrusive images that come in because we didn't yeah. really cover that around obsessions is that if you have a graphic image pop into your head of having uh, sex with somebody or seeing somebody in a sexual position who is of a gender that you don't usually identify as being attracted to or in a turn if you're bi or pan and you're like oh well I'm I'm finding this gender attractive right now maybe that means I'm not attracted to this under other gender at all but mm-hmm. the idea is that these intrusive images can come in and trying to make meaning of those intrusive images is so much of the process so I just wanted to throw that out there because you had mentioned earlier about no I think that's great point um, in fact yeah quick plug um I don't know if you've watched Pure yet, but it's really- I haven't because I'm emotionally preparing myself for that one. Well, and you also have a very busy life. <laughs> well, <laughs> that. but you know, emotionally. But they, she, the, they do, the, the creators of the show do a really amazing job of depicting what it is to have sexually intrusive images because, and they like sort of splice them in as, as they're going. Mm-hmm. So just food for thought. If anyone has HBO, I'm a, I swear I used to work for HBO. I do not work for HBO. <laughs> Is it on it, Netflix too though, or no? I don't think so. I think it was on Netflix in the UK. So okay, yeah, that's in right. parts of the okay. world, but uh, here in Sorry. the US it's on HBO max. Okay. Good point intrusive thoughts that you know we haven't really talked about that in the other subtypes so now my brain's like well well do we need to complete that anyways doesn't matter um point is that compulsions another one is unfortunately checking groins just to add to that is like watching porn Mm -hmm. and it could be one that aligns with how you identify and then the feared identification So, so you, if yeah. I, just to put that in co- more concrete terms, uh, you know, seeing as I identify as heterosexual, if I was uh, struggling with sexual orientation OCD, I would be, uh, I could either watch uh, gay porn and then check to see if it, if it aroused me, or on the other hand, I could watch straight porn to see if it aroused me just to get certainty about my sexual orientation. Right. Exactly. 
And so as you can imagine with OCD, oh boy, things get really muddy at that point. Because the reality is, is you could look at a lamp and masturbate and probably have a fun time. So, (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, stimulating is generally a pretty fun experience for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, right. Or you're really, or you're really anxious and nothing is occurring. And that's proof, right? That's proof that this isn't something that are, that gives me any type of sexual arousal. Well, and you know, what's really good for being sexually aroused is getting in your head and trying to figure things out Mm. because it takes you right out of your body, right? Now you're up here. So then you're less likely to feel things moving forward, which is just Just such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. The best really, Mm. truly. Mm -hmm. So in terms of compulsion. Awesome. Yeah, other compulsions, I, I see a lot of avoidance in this subtype, mm-hmm. and especially living in, in most places, there are, especially major metropolises, there are areas of town that are associated with LGBT, right? And so going into West Hollywood, for instance, if you live in, in LA, is often triggering for people with HOCD or sexual orientation OCD, um, Mm -hmm. if they identify as straight. Right. Or San Francisco or anything even associated with it, like avoidance of rainbows or avoidance of any type of show even. I mean, obviously anything that's like where there's an attractive individual um, will be avoided. And especially oftentimes shows about you know, people who are within the realm of people who are afraid that they're secretly gay, that uh, shows like uh, Queer as Folk or The L Word or Will and Grace are really fantastic exposures. And com- and the avoidance of them compulsively is a compulsion. Right. And Orange is the New Black. Oh, I forgot about Orange is the New Black. What's great, too, is that Orange is the New Black. There's an article about one of the writers for the show. Who... I know. I know. Oh, yeah. And let's get, let's get <laughs> to that two exposures because it is a good one. Sorry. Yes. No, you're that, you I'm actually writing it down. The... No, I'm writing it down so we don't forget because it's such a good one. Um, yeah, it is a really okay. good one. On the rack, to, on the rail, on the rack. Oh, on the, okay, on the we could be on the rack. We could be on the rack. Sure, why not? Um, so okay. what other compulsions we got? Reassurance seeking. Right, like, and it, just to be clear, I know I touched on it, but it could look like a sly, very covert one would be like, oh, like talking to your friend, like, you know, do you ever get like aroused when you see this person or like? Yeah. To see what they say, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. that sort of compulsive confess, or, well, and then there's compulsive confessing where it's like, oh, every once in a while I'll see uh, a woman and think, wow, I'm just, uh, they're so hot. Right? Do you ever think that? Right. right? And then stare but, at their reaction. <laughs> and try and. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they don't like that. Okay, then I don't want to like well, that. I'm just kidding. Or. Right. It's like they say that they like it, but then you're still reading it and like, well, wait, right. but do they really? Or are they Uh-oh. just saying that to make me feel better, right? Right. I lost you for a second, but you're back. 
You there? Oh dear. But I'm on the better Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. I thought. Okay, you're you're back now, I think. Am I back? So well, it's just a little fuzzy, but at least I can hear on. you. Apparently I'm having internet issues today. Womp womp. So compulsions. Yeah. Any other compulsions? Oh, I'm you're sure still, are you still having issues? Yeah. No. Can you hear no. me? No, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I can hear you fine. I just want to make sure. So I'm sure there's there's uh, something missing. Reassurance. But... Well, I, I think that that's about the gist, though. So in terms of exposure work, we're going to look at any avoidance and we're going to see that head on, right? We're going right. to run right into the fire, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes with this, the avoidance of sexual intercourse can happen with partner um, for fear of, you know, not having the appropriate arousal level Um and also, I, I've had this a lot with the avoidance for, to try to almost head off any potential of intrusive thoughts too. Mm, yeah. Like just avoid it entirely, even though there's, maybe there's never even been intrusive thoughts, but they just don't want to have them. So they'll avoid. Yeah. The, uh, there haven't been intrusive images or are we talking about that people who have OCD more generally are trying to avoid having a specific subtype? Am mm. I misunderstanding? Is this a totally I different mean, idea? like, yeah, no, I mean the first one. So they'll, they, maybe they've only had intrusive thoughts of um, having sex with the opposite of how they identify sexually and while they're masturbating like maybe they've had it while they're masturbating and now they're worried that they are going to have it when they have sex so they'll avoid having sex in order to avoid intrusive thoughts right absolutely and they might even avoid dating entirely because Mm -hmm. it brings up this question for them in the very same way that people avoid dating because of our OCD because they don't want to have to deal with trying to figure out whether or not they're really in love with somebody. Right. So going to have sex. You're going to have sex and you're going to date for sure. And you're going to watch movies and TV shows with attractive people in them. And and you're going to potentially read an article that Lauren was just talking about. You want to tell them? Yeah, so there's a great article about a, is her name Lauren Morelli, I want to say? Is it Morelli? I want to say it's Morelli. I could be wrong. It's I've the read dark, this article is it so blonde, many times. The blonde one? Yeah, look. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I seriously probably have that article memorized somewhere in the recesses of my mind because I've read it so many times. But the idea right. is that she was married to a man and she was working on Orange is the New Black as a writer when she realized that she was attracted to women. And this is a deeply triggering concept for most people with sexual orientation OCD, because the idea that you could just wake up one morning and feel differently is scary. Lauren Morelli, yeah. Is it Lauren Morelli? Nailed it, yes. That's my mom's last name. That's just funny. And then it's my name. I know. <laughs> I forgot Isn't that about hilarious? That. 
And I didn't take that name because it'd be Kelly Morelli. Oh, that's really funny. I forgot about that. That's Kelly Morelli. There's a lot of reasons why I kept my name. It is so triggering. I I just wanted to acknowledge it is really triggering this idea that somebody could just wake up. What's always interesting to me from just a, a cognitive perspective is the idea that you're going to somehow find out when the person who's finding out out of the blue has not been thinking about this at all, right? Lauren Morelli wasn't sitting around thinking, what if I'm secretly gay? It was like, you know, she married a man, she was happy, and then she realized, oh my gosh, I think actually, do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I always find that interesting because it's it's not really an analog to people with HOCD. Again, right. not to be too reassuring here. Right, and I think a lot of the articles, and I don't want to be too reassurance giving here either, but a lot of these coming out stories are, um, they kind of, do that right where they're like oh and then just one day I woke up I think hers more than any of them but you dig a little deeper and like sometimes you can see but yeah I don't want to give too much here yeah yeah we don't know that's not the point of it the point is that we have to accept uncertainty we have to accept that we don't know and that's okay right and you know, what's interesting too, I was, I was actually telling Kelly about this, uh, re- an article that I used to read with people or that I have historically read with people for exposure work is one about an, I think it's an actor and an actress. I don't know their names, but uh, they are in an open relationship and they have a child together. They're married. And the woman who is married to a man identifies as a lesbian, which, right? Like, I don't even know. How do you the idea is that you can identify as, as a lot of different things and, and still act and, you know, you're right. It, it's the values, right. And well, and how you choose, how you choose to behave. Right. Well, maybe her, but maybe her values are lined up in staying married to this partner without, you know what I mean? Without acting yeah. on the, and that's her thing. That doesn't mean that's how we all want to live. It's for each but individual person. Everybody's got their own deal. But what was interesting is she was still sexually attracted to him. She just identified as a, as a lesbian. Which, interesting. Yeah. It's because so, sexuality is a, a widely fluid thing. It's very fluid. Sexuality is down, fluid. You know, you don't have a box. There's no box. No box. Jump out the box. Right. Jump out of the box. Well, you're already out of the box. You just didn't recognize it. <laughs> you're not. You're just not allowing. You're. You're still trying to find the box and crawl back in the box. Right. Like, you're trying to create certainty. a box for certainty. But and if you're just joining now, you'd have to hear what the box to find earlier <laughs> on. That would be otherwise that would that be would... very, very interesting. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, you just be. got really it clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, your oh, face got clear. Yeah, and your voice, everything. Whoa. The stars aligned perfectly. Okay. So, so exposures. Exposures. I think even words can be triggering for people with sexual orientation OCD. Um, mm-hmm. So sex or gay or bi or whatever, whatever the thing, there are phrases that are triggering to people with most types of OCD. And so sometimes we'll start there and 
pretty much living your life is an exposure too. So that's. Yeah. There are exposure, exposures everywhere. All over the place. Just waiting, waiting to trigger you. Exposure. Yeah. 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 And you guys are doing great because you're hanging you're in there. Killing it, guys. Really. Kill it together. Cheers. Should we go into Cheers. questions since we have a lot? Let's do it. Okay. In. Okay. So I'm going to try to go. Ooh. Go in the question mark box. See, there is a, a box. It's just not a, not a sexuality box. Okay. So this, ah, is it normal to doubt that you have HOCD? Yes. Well, so <laughs> sex, yeah. <laughs> if we didn't answer the question already, of course, right? Like, yeah. of course, I think that's the big question for everyone with OCD. Is this OCD? Like, let's right. remove sexual orientation. Let's remove homosexual OCD. It's, do I have OCD or not? That's right. the big, woo. The, the Mac daddy of all obsessions. It's, yes. but this, maybe this isn't actually an obsession. Maybe this is just a thought that I like. Right. And I'm so, in denial. Yeah. The denial obsession. And yeah, for anyone who's interested, I wrote an article about that with my then supervisor, Tom Corboy. That's on the OCDLA website called doubt, denial, and denial. OCD. I think it's one of my favorites because oh. I may or may not have about that at some point okay um I'm gonna throw it out there that I the reason I wrote that article I may have already said this publicly but the Mm -hmm. reason I wrote that article is because I experienced that when I first came to treatment and there were no articles about it there wasn't anything that talked about it so when I became a clinician I was like somebody needs to needs to talk about this because it's very very common so right um Okay, there's a lot that are like three sections of them. Okay. So let me try to. Well, we don't have to have them up. We can just read them, right? Yeah, let's do that. So this person kind of is asking more along. Is the other question gone? Did I remove it? I still see it. Okay, let me get rid of it. Hold on, folks. Okay. So one of the questions asks, for the most part, values, like what happens when OCD gets kind of to the point where it's even questioning, is this really what I value, right? Yeah, I hate that um, one. I hate it too. So do you want to start that where you want me to? Or? Yeah, I, mean, I think we touched on this last week a little bit, but the general idea is to make your best guess. So do I really value kindness? Maybe I don't really value kindness. Well, I guess right. I'm just going to go with it and maybe I'll live a lie and we'll see. Right. I, if we're talking about values in terms of the context of how it's defined in acceptance and commitment therapy, are we talking about whether or not we're into something like egocin or dystonic? Um, no, but I think we are going to get to that. And another question. Um, yeah, we could just go into that. Yeah. So 
Do you, yeah, do you want to, should we de- define ego dystonic or did we say that already? We said that already earlier on. Okay. The idea is that it's in keeping with who you think you are, right? So if I have an ego dystonic thought about killing someone, that means that it's upsetting to me. It's unwanted. Now, again, OCD can totally prey on that and be like, well, what if it's actually egosyntonic though? And egosyntonic means that if I had an egosyntonic thought about killing someone, that would mean that I would want to kill somebody and that I had a plan and et cetera. And OCD can go, well, but you're in denial and maybe you just are doing, you just don't even recognize it, right? So this is where it starts to get really sticky. Yes. Um, so in some ways, we've already kind of addressed the question of egosyn versus dystonic and that people are going to question that because most people question whether or not they have OCD and whether or not they're secretly in denial. And you have to make your best guess. You have to go, OK, well, this is what I think, but there and there's doubt, but I'm just going to go with this and that's it. And that's a very scary feeling. We recognize that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like the stomach dropping out from under you feeling. Yeah, it feels very risky to say the least. Yes. Um, okay. So. What other questions ready? we got? Yeah. So can you have, let's say, sexual orientation, OCD, and also be gay? Correct. Yes. Correct. You can. <laughs> I like these little one word answers. I'm like, yes. yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we don't, we've kind of touched on that already, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just the opposing. And what if OCD has changed me and my identity? Ooh. Mother, mother. Ooh. <laughs> Man. What if, That's, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe having OCD has actually changed who I am. Here's the thing it's another what if, yeah? Another. It is. And it's, it actually was a beautiful transition from what you had just talked about, right? Yeah. Is this idea that we don't know, like we'll never truly know. And actually, I don't know if today Kevin Foss released his podcast with John Hirschfield. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but the con the the um, title is confidence. Wait, certainty, confidence, and OCD, or I don't know what it is. But they talked about the difference between wanting certainty, having confidence, and then having self confidence. And mm-hmm. it reminds me. Um, so, Mr. Hirschfield said that. Self-confidence is having enough, is like trusting that you will be able to handle a situation even if it goes awry, right? Or the worst, the feared outcome occurs. And then having confidence is having faith or, you know, trust that you will. It's about trust. Like it's trusting that this issue will be resolved, whatever it is. And then certainty is this very irrational mindset that things will just do this like it's going to happen for a fact yeah. and I forgot yeah. why I brought that up but well I think uh, the about? question that was just asked was about oh. what if it's um what, what about having OCD has changed me oh it's interesting because the way I think about it and I, I suppose it's sort of in line is that 
we have confidence, the feeling, and then we have confidence, confident behavior or acting confidently and relying on a feeling of confidence is uh, feeling confident means nothing. Right. Right. Which goes back to like, if we're scared and we're hoping to have certainty and we're doing all these safety behaviors and compulsions, then we are going to certainly not, we have to act as if. Right. With the fear that it's, that you aren't doing it confidently, that you aren't the person you think you are. Just. just That little voice inside, just yapping away. Like you're making a huge mistake. Thank you so much, sir. I don't know why Mm -hmm. it's right there, but. And it looks like a alligator hand puppet. <laughs> I don't Sometimes, know why I found you know. that so funny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> sorry guys. It was so good. So <laughs> okay. I was so watching anyway. Bridesmaids the other day. Okay, go oh, ahead. Go. No, Let's tell go. me about Bridesmaids real quick. Where she's on the have... plane and she's got the glasses on. She's like, no, no. She goes, he goes, ma'am. She sneaks into first class. I'm I'm not her, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, No, that's you, and you just put glasses on. And she's like, no, I'm um I'm Mrs. Uh, I'm with him. (laughs) Go back to your seat now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Go back. We're we're going back to questions. Well, and going back to seats, going back to questions. So, Mm -hmm. but all of that to say that you're not going to feel confident if you have OCD. Unless, here's the the trippy thing to me. Can't trip you can't grab for for confidence for a feeling of confidence but if you act confidently after a little while you start to feel a little bit more confident so i can look at past obsessions that no longer bother me and while there was a point in time where they were deeply disturbing to me where i'd have the thought and i felt very strongly that i needed to figure it out and now they come up and i'm like meh like I feel very confidently that it's not an issue and that I don't, it's not like, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's actually the point I was trying to make and I lost it because of bridesmaids and the hand puppet. I think I was with you. Yeah. You, you got me. Salt and pepper, man. Yeah. It's just, we're doing the reverse colors thing by the way today. I don't know if you noticed. I know we've done that a few times. I wonder. I like it. I've been wanting to ask you, like, what color are you wearing today? But I'm not, because it's kind of fun. Because it's fun to see how it's all going to pan out, you know? It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Um, so this person asked it common to have arousal to watch gay porn. We've already addressed that. We did, yeah. So you can have arousal doing anything. Ooh, and here's one that Tom, our our boss, uh, and my former supervisor likes to talk about a lot is there's a movie called The Kids Are All Right, where mm. do have you seen the movie? You know what I'm talking no, about. No, but I know because yeah, because I know Tom. So it well, no, it's a great movie, and in it, it's about a lesbian couple who have children, and yeah. the children are half siblings, so they both have the same donor basically, and anyway. In the movie, there's a scene where uh, the two women decide that they're going to get frisky, and they watch. Frisky. 
frisky. And they watch, uh, they, they're like, oh, should we pull out the tape, right? And then they pull out this tape and they put it in. And it's a gay men having sex. And they're right. all into it, right? Yeah. So anyway, the point Insertation. Is that, yeah, they were into it. They were about it. So, you know, you can, I, I think, again, at the risk of being slightly reassuring, you can find all sorts of things attractive that you would never do in in life because that's not what you're right. about. And it doesn't and. mean that that defines your sexual orientation. Correct. Accurate. Okay. Well done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, I'm, this is me high-fiving you. I can't see you. Wait, let me see. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone entertained here. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to answer. The, the name of the movie is The Kids Are All Right. Yes. With Annette Bening and Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo. I love him. I know. Um, can you guys... So, okay, so this one, I think it says, can you address OCD regarding being aroused by being hurt despite not wanting thoughts popping in from anxiety and can't get aroused unless you think think about it? Can I, that... can I play with this one a little bit? Yeah, I yeah. Think, here's the thing. So you can also, and this actually is a really good transition from what we were just talking about, is that you can have sexual fantasies and then your brain can go, oh, well, because I find it arousing, does that mean I really want to do that? And I think we have to acknowledge that there are all sorts of of things like, like BDSM, right? That can be, and to be clear, I'm gonna, I'll clarify within the realm of BDSM that you can have these sort of fantasies of dominating a human, but you wouldn't, that doesn't mean you would necessarily do that without having their consent and being in a role play scenario. And Mm -hmm. so all that to say is you can have uh, maybe thinking of being harmed is sexually arousing to you. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do it because you want to make sure that you're you know healthy and safe and you can have whatever thoughts are sexually arousing to you there's nothing wrong with having thoughts i think that's the synopsis right there nothing wrong with having thoughts yeah although i think this person is saying the opposite that their ocd Mm -hmm. is is despite not wanting this feared thought of wanting to harm someone that it continues to pop up right? and that they can get aroused during that and then have shame. Did I say the shame part yet? Yeah. Shame. So the idea is that they're having an intrusive thought about harming someone. And then they find, they, they find that they feel aroused during that experience. And then they're like, Oh, I shouldn't have felt aroused during that experience. Right. It sounds like they're getting intrusive images, harm obsessions, basically. And their brain has associated arousal for whatever reason. Um, And just it could be by chance. It could be by that it's not OCD, right? Like we can't give you certainty here. But um, and then there's there is arousal and then they feel shame for being aroused while they're having those thoughts, which is really common. 
but yes. shame is always around OCD. Yeah, yeah. It's always to there. have any sort of uh, intrusive thought while, yeah, shame's never it, far away from OCD. I agree. Right, and I guess that's not related to this topic, but it certainly could be. Right, like if we applied this to anything, shame can be anywhere. So, totally. I think that people do feel ashamed sometimes of having thoughts about all, all sorts of things related to sex. I like your, to your point, I don't know about sexual orientation, like with regard to sexual orientation per se. Right. No, yeah. Because there's nothing shameful about having a particular sexual orientation. No, no. It's just, it could be, yeah, that's not what I meant. Um, no, I didn't think for you grabbing did. that. No, no, no. I think that I was worried that I was coming across that way. I didn't think that what you said sounded like that at all. Um, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just reading. Please. A lot of people are asking, like, how do you know it's OCD? It's that doubt and denial. Read the article, Lauren. Yeah, um, you just don't. That's the We thing. don't know. We have to go, like, know. you have to just know. make a choice and, and go with it and see what happens. I actually, I, speaking of that, there's that article by, um, why am I having a hard time remembering his name? Oh, that's special. Hello, brain. Uh, that Stephen, Dr. Hey? Stephen. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Uh, somebody within the OCD community. Well, tell me what it is and then we'll. Oh, Choice. Choice is the name Steve, of the article. Dr. Stephen Philipson. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Dr. Stephen Philipson. Mm-hmm. I want to read that article and I have not. So It is very long. Yes. Prepare yourself. I'm ready. But yeah, the, the whole idea that that choice is central to OCD, I think, is is right on the money. You just kind of have to make a choice and stop trying to figure it out. Go That's, with it. Uh, uh, it kind of talks to this idea of the the two tail the tails. What is it? The, the two tailed spike. Spike. Yeah. Either way, either choice is going to be potentially triggering or anxiety provoking, and you just gotta gotta go with one. Like what that this comes up with thoughts or worries related to treatment. Like, well, is this choice compulsive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I'm just gonna make a guess and go with it. Right. See what happens. It's in the recovery process. Um, another one that I think is a good one is. Is it normal for it to pop up in your dreams? It's very reasonable that a lot of, oh, yeah, not it is. normal, but OCD pops up uh, a lot in people's dreams. It sure does. Because right, it's like right, part of our brain. Yeah. Well, because it, Uh-oh. Can you... lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Well, the, look, the, the brain's like, oh, look, we're, you know, they're unsuspecting. Let's just drop this in. Bam. Right. Boom. Yeah. Boom. boom. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Says OCD. Bastard. Oh, man, I hate when it does that. Yeah. Well, all the time. Like, you know, you're walking along and all of a sudden it's like, right. Right. Um, so this person says, I think they were more concerned about like the vividness of the dream, but that's, again, we have to say, I don't know. I can't tell you how many vivid dreams I've had, which I'm sure this person has experienced vivid dreams and that it's not around this content. 
does that mean that this this other thing is true? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, there's all like sorts of, there's always some sort of vivid dream that you could have regardless of the type of, of OCD. And right. you might even have a vivid image while you're awake. And, and we just, we're not in the business of figuring that out. And I mean mm-hmm. that from uh, uh, the position of a sufferer, not just in the p- position of a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to figure out my intrusive thoughts and what they mean. And then feeling that, you know, the feeling of the floor being pulled out from underneath you. Correct. So a this, dream is a dream. So, so this person says, um, please, can you include info for LGBTQ people suffering with this? I think that we've already kind of, I don't know what you mean by info, but I think it's something we've already addressed because this is yeah. like one of the first questions submitted. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I that, think yeah. hopefully yeah. we've addressed that at this, yeah. I think. I think we were pretty thorough, but um, the, the reality is that you can have, it's mainly about identity about right. uh, the specifics of identity and fear that you're not living authentically. Right. Is the fear of being, bise- being bisexual more common than being gay? I think that, well, I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Bisexual obsession because it's so the, it's the ultimate uncertainty, right? Totally. Actually, somebody, I was, as we were talking, I, I sometimes can catch things on the feed. Somebody mentioned that, that because it's inherently more nebulous, that it sort of invites more OCD. Right. Yeah. And if we're looking at his fluidity and this, this, yeah, this fluid, well, let's not get into it actually, because I don't want to trigger everyone crazy. Um, but aren't we all just a little bisexual or no? Yep. Not a little bit. Right. I mean, like, isn't everyone bisexual if we're talking about it as being very fluid? Well, right. If that everyone we identify would... stronger in certain areas. Correct. I mean, I suppose somewhere out there, there's somebody who is 100%. Right. They're stronger in that area. Right. And somebody who's bisexual, who's like literally like right in the middle. Right. I would say that that would be fewer and further between. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. Can OCD cause you to struggle with sexual intimacy? Yes. We've already gone over that. Mm -hmm. Um, And overthinking the quality of it. Yes. How can we stop these sneaky and sometimes automatic mental compulsions? That's a great question. That is a great question. You want to start? Yeah, I would say the first step is awareness. We have mm-hmm. to build the awareness muscle. Mm-hmm. And that takes some time, right? Like lots of times people will be like, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. What just happened? And then you realize, you reflect a little bit and you go, oh my gosh, I was just doing a bunch of mental compulsion so we have to build the awareness so we can catch it first because yep. if we don't know what we're catching it's going to be hard got gotcha. totally <laughs> um yeah well and I think that that's where I'm going to make a plug for meditation because that is is exercising that muscle particularly the ability to say like oh look I'm having a thought or oh look I'm lost in thought and that that awareness is key to being able to 
engage with it differently because if you're not aware of it, then how would you know? Mm -hmm. And in terms of cultivating the ability to drop it like it's hot, uh, meditation is really good for that because that's like basic mindfulness meditation is all about specifically focused attention meditation to be specific is all about noticing when your mind is wandered, bringing your mind back to the uh, anchor in the present moment. Anchor that mind. Anchor it. Bring it on back. Bring it on home. Okay. The questions are quite lengthy, so... Well, that's awesome. Thanks for those of you who submitted. We love that there's a community out there who's willing to engage with us so that we can we can have robust conversations and communication. Um, okay, this one is, I mean, we answered the first part, but I think this we didn't touch on this, which is good. Um, can it apply to lots of sexual themes, but mostly the fear of being in denial and acting impulsively is the part I don't think we addressed. Yeah. I think what they're saying is it's this, there's this fear that what if I just like get really aroused and just start making out with, is that what more? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think that that's what I, that's what I'm hearing about too. And the okay. reality, yeah, the, that fear that oh, some, we're going to get cut off. We're going to get cut off. Well, yeah, it's giving me a countdown. What, Go how ahead. long do we have? One minute 30. Okay. So just real quick with the impulsivity, the fear is that you're going to somehow lose control of your faculties and, you know, fall onto somebody <laughs> of a certain gender. And the reality right. is that that doesn't really happen. I mean, you might lose control of your mental faculties. That gets into the realm of like, what if I lose my mind? And we have to accept uncertainty with all of it, but to acknowledge at least once, right, that it's highly improbable that you're going to just accidentally sex on somebody. I had a client who had this very same obsession. And we used to, we were watching this YouTube video really quick. Oh, cut out. Um, but YouTube video of yeah. a woman who just randomly would go up to people on the street and just start making out with them. Who is this woman? And also, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> great, excuse me, ma'am. Corona. Thank you. Uh, and Babe. also, like, uh, I don't, I don't think I gave you yeah. my consent for a makeout sesh. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Sorry, guys. Yeah. We have to end. Thank you for all your Thank questions. Thank you so much. Yeah. We look we forward really to it. next week. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Adios. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you'd like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.